Good morning, good night, or good evening, whatever time of the day it is you are joining us for this weekly um, confab about things going on in Tulsa. I'm here with uh, my colleagues, the lovely and talented Jimmy Trammell and the lovely and talented Grace Wood. And we're here to talk about what will be appearing in this coming scene section in the Tulsa world, which can be purchased at uh, fine retailers everywhere and viewed online at tulsaworld.com where we urge you to get a digital subscription so you can read everything. Um, it is, spring has sprung and has remained spring for the um, 36 hours that spring usually is in Oklahoma because we've gone right to summer. Um, that all means flowers. And I believe, Grace, you have some, some tips about how to deal with those things. Absolutely. Um, so my story for this week is kind of all about the best ways to properly cut flowers from your garden and bring them inside and how to help them last longer and stay vibrant and colorful for longer. Um, so I talked to an expert horticulturalist from OSU and he gave me lots of good advice for this and he also dispelled a few popular beliefs about flowers like how you should cut their stems diagonally and that you know adding aspirin to the water in your vase will actually make them last longer those things aren't really actually true um, so to learn more tips and sort of best practices for cutting your flowers from your garden um, that story will come out this saturday in tulsa world so make sure to check it out Did, are, are, are there certain flowers that that last longer than, than others once they're cut and put in a vase or, or do they all have a, a, a relatively short shelf life? Um, I think they all kind of have like similar shelf lives though. I think things like or flowers like roses do tend to maybe last a little bit longer, but it's all about how you kind of take care of them too. Like if you use like, um, what is it called? Like plant food and put that in the water as well as like some sugar that will make them last longer. And also just frequently changing out the water too. That'll help them last a long time. So, yeah. Jimmy, what's your favorite flower? I'm wondering what the aspirin was supposed to do. What, uh, what, what was the, we've, you've said it's, it's a urban legend false, but mm -hmm. what was an aspirin alleged how is that supposed to be helping? Like, can you, it, can was to, it was to kill the pain. They've been cut off. Ah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. You hack off an arm. What's the first thing you're going to do? Where's the bear? I mean, you know. If you, if you throw in a Flintstones vitamin, will the great gazoo grow out of the ground? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, it was just like supposedly it would provide some extra nutrients and some extra you know, sort of um, food to help the plant keep growing and keep um, keep um, keep fresh for longer. But that's actually that's what gravy is for. <laughs> gravy <in there. laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, well, as, 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 as someone who uh, was was raised by a woman who claimed uh, that she could kill plastic plants. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not terribly familiar with, with keeping plants alive. So any tips will be helpful, I know. So, <laughs> all right. As I, I, when you first talked about cutting, the, the, the thing that I envisioned was 
the old Adams Family TV show with Morticia, you know, chopping off the tops of the roses because they got in the way of the thorns. But um, <laughs> that's so great. That just that just that just goes to show you where my mind is at today. <laughs> anyway, well, speaking of, speaking of of of, of things uh, dark and funny, um, you had a close encounter with uh, a couple of. Adam's family inspired people, I do believe. Yeah, and uh, you're speaking of uh, Kiss, of course, Gene, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Hey, since this is music related, I need to throw out a quick congratulations to Alexa, the music artist from Jinx, who won NBC's American Song Contest on Monday night. Uh, it, I didn't want to jinx Alexa, but I always thought she would win because A, she has a global following, and B, uh, her performance is just so visual, almost like a music video come to life. And the song is really catchy. So all the stars aligned, really happy for Alexa on, on Monday night. She's, I, I think uh, Snoop Dogg even told her in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, like, you're, you're a star. And she is, I think, from this point on. Excellent. But, but uh, Kiss, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley were supposed to be in Bremen, almost on the Kansas border in Oklahoma, uh, yesterday for the opening of a Rock and Brews themed casino. They have restaurants that are Rock and Brews. This is their first venture into the casino uh, area. Uh, May I interject? Sure, sure. When you say brews, I'm hoping they spell it B-R-E-W-S. Correct. B-R-U-I-S-E. Correct. Okay. That, uh, as in as in craft beer, which they uh, definitely hawked during our Zoom call yesterday. They couldn't make it because of wind shear, but a, a Zoom call was arranged uh, for publicity purposes so they could talk about the venture and, and having a uh, casino in otherwise a very, very remote part of Oklahoma. Like the, the population of Raymond is like the population of the Tulsa World Office, but basically. It's, it's very small. I'm not kidding even. It, I mean, it's tiny. It's a spot on the road on I-35. But does it have uh, as many bats as the Tulsa World Ministry? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, it has a demon and a star child, uh, of course. But uh, it's kind of an interesting location. It's, it's 55 miles south of Wichita. It's north of Oklahoma City. So they can draw people from places. And obviously the drawing card is KISS is such a powerful brand. You know, they were geniuses of branding, even in the early days. Uh, and, and that KISS brand is on everything. Now a casino, even in Oklahoma. Um, what are they like over Zoom? Have you <laughs> I have spoken to both uh, on telephone before and in person. I was there five years ago when they did the groundbreaking for this casino. So it's been five years in the, in the making. And they scaled it down a little bit, too. It was going to be a much more grand thing with a travel plaza and shopping and everything else, but they kind of uh, right-sized this for the uh, lack of a better term. But uh, they're, they're, uh, they're all pros at this. They're, they know what they're selling. They get those talking points out. And then, uh, and then you can ask your questions too. And I, I got my questions in. Here's my best Gene Simmons story is I had him on the phone once because he was coming back to Bremen to play a solo show after the groundbreaking. And I apologize to him. I put everyone on speakerphone when I do an interview so I can record it. And I said, Gene, I'm, I'm sorry, I've got to put you on speakerphone. 
And he said, uh, no problem. I love the sound of my own voice, which for Gene Simmons, I thought was perfect. <laughs> That's that makes, awesome. That makes sense. Have, uh, have either of you been to a KISS concert? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I've been two or three times, but it wasn't until they put the makeup back on after their period when, you know, there was a time they, Grace, back in the day, it was a huge secret who they even were. It was like they had the makeup on and no one ever saw them with the makeup on. Mm -hmm. Then they had this period where they said, no, nah, we're tired of putting on this makeup for every show. We're just going to go without makeup uh, for a few years. But really, it didn't feel the same. They put the makeup back on, got the band back together at some point. I think it was in the 90s. And that's when I saw them for the first time. And when you do see them for the first time, you you get it because Gene Simmons in those platform shoes and the demon makeup looks nine feet tall on stage. I mean, they're, they're like superheroes come to life in a live concert. Wow. I, I remember our, our, our former pop writer, Thomas Connor, who uh, was a big champion of, you know, local and indie, mm -hmm. but he, he raved about his concerts because he said, they give you, what rock and roll should be you know it's simple songs um about simple topics and but but the spectacle of it is just so over the top that the, as a package it all works well together yeah so, all right well um as you uh probably know by now the bob dylan center uh has opened officially to the public that happened tuesday um, and, uh, the last time I, we, we, we talked, we, I, I wasn't able to talk about it yet. Uh, but, uh, now, now that we can, it is, if you are a, if all you know about Bob Dylan is that, you know, he's the guy who your, your parents listen to that has a real nasally voice and, you know, or, you know, or if you, you know, know every minute detail of his of his life you're going to find something amazing here um it's really just um it's very multimedia it's very interactive um there's a place where if you want to you can write on the wall or create your own dylan lyrics out of uh, gigantic magnetic poetry blocks um there are films everywhere. There are, I mean, it's, it's really impressively done. Um, and, and I would, I would encourage, uh, I would encourage people to go see it, even if they don't, even if they don't, if they hate Dylan, go to see it. Because for me, the fascinating thing about it is that it shows the work that goes into a song um they they said that uh i think you can page through electronically the 10 or 15 drafts of the lyrics for a song called joker man which was kind of a a breakthrough for him in the in the 80s um just really really fascinating stuff and uh uh there's a, a wonderful bit about um his uh oh, I can't remember now the name of the, of the album but he went on he, he recorded an album i think it was time out of mind 
and went on tour with a band that made, was made up of, uh, led by Steve, um, oh man, the Tractors. Ripley. Steve Ripley. I had three Steves all come to mind that played guitar. Steve Ripley, who was the, the guitarist for the, for the band. Uh, there's some pictures from the tour. There's uh, Ripley's Paisley Telecaster on display. There's the tambourine that inspired Mr. Tambourine Man hmm. that's still repaired with a Band-Aid. I mean, it's, it's amazing, amazing collection of stuff. Um, uh, and I also have something that I'm working on for Sunday that I cannot talk about. Ah. Other than to say that we will be announcing the winner of the 2022 Peggy B. Helmrich Distinguished Author Award. Um, about all I can say is it is going to an American. Uh, but we'll find out. That narrows it down to 330 million. Exactly. All right. Yeah, that's all I should say. No, they, 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 you don't, trust me, I know from experience, you don't want to get librarians upset at you. Grace, you were a uh, athlete in high school, and uh, I forget if you were an athlete in college as well. Um, were, just intramurals, nothing intramurals. competitive. But you were a volleyball player at uh, Bishop Kelly, right? Yes, I was. Did, do you have any affinity for golf? Because it's the big PGA week next week. No, but my dad is a huge golf nerd, and he is extremely excited, and he really wants me to come with him to the PGA, but... I don't know. I don't know if I'm really all that into it, but I think it's really cool that it's coming to Tulsa. And I think it's definitely a big deal for us, of course, but it's not, it's not really my jam. Well, <laughs> I it, do like the driving range though. The driving range is fun. I've gone there a couple of times and you can just like hit it as hard as you want, <laughs> but I'm not really one for just playing golf recreationally. It's, it's funny when you go to the driving range, you hit those old beat up driving range golf ball is great and mm -hmm. you go on the course no one uses them they use a brand new shiny ball like use the driving range ball it obviously goes farther and better than those new ones you hit crappy when you put those on the on your tee uh, <laughs> uh I, I bring it up because david Faraday is a beloved golf broadcaster who's coming to tulsa for the pga championship next week and in addition to being here for his real job he's got a one-man stage show at hard rock live where he will, he's very funny. Uh, even if you don't like or follow golf, you're going to find this guy very, very funny. Uh, in fact, uh, in our, I did an interview with him. We'll write about him on Sunday. But uh, I said, he, there's many urban legends about David Faraday. Uh, one of them that he lost, he won the Scottish Open and lost the trophy. It's never been found. So we get into that. Is that true or not? Uh, there's an urban legend that. Uh, Tiger Woods once spiked his breakfast with laxative before they went out and walked the course together. Is that true or not? We're going to get into that and see what the, I think there's a story there maybe. And uh, James, you you're follow the fine arts. There's an urban legend that David Faraday once dreamed of being an opera singer instead of a uh, uh, the person he is today. So we'll get into all these urban legends with David Faraday in our Sunday story. All right. Well, let's see. What else have we got uh, coming up? Uh, any more laxative stories? Any more laxatives? I can't think of that right now, but uh, <laughs> uh, the Tulsa Ballet is closing out its uh, season with 
what they call the signature series um, that includes the first ballet by the uh, choreographer from Hamilton called Remember Our Song. Um, it also has a, a new piece commissioned for the Tulsa Ballet's 65th anniversary, which is this year, called Celestial Bodies, and a uh, comic piece uh, that, that the choreographer described as um, a, a kind of Romeo and Juliet where Romeo is a nerd and uh, Juliet is kind of a, a, a spitfire like Carmen. So it's got, it, 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 the, the, the title's in Portuguese, but it translates the balcony of love. So hmm. what I've seen of that, it looks hilarious. So you have all sorts of things going on there. Um, coming up Monday, uh, May 16th, the Eagles return uh, to the VOK Center. They were the very first act to, to play there. Um, they're doing, this is called the Hotel California Tour, where they're playing the mm. album in its entirety for the first half of the show. And then they're doing a second half uh, show of, of greatest hits. Um, What's unusual about this one is that they are going to be using local musicians as an orchestra and a chorus uh, because there's a lot of orchestral uh, uh, passages in Hotel California and in some of their other works like Take It to the Limit, you know, there's strings all over that. So, um, so if you go to the, if, if, if you could uh, shell out the, I think the, the cheapest price I saw was four hundred and forty-five dollars. Um, if you can, if you've got that kind of money to go see the Eagles, you'll uh, get to hear some local talent performing as well. Um, so I think you all have a favorite Eagles song. Are they the greatest American rock band? That's a good question. I feel like, well, yeah. They're, 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 the, more, they're the most successful. The most accomplished. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Um, and they've, they've, they've put out a lot of good stuff over the years. Um, but nobody wants to, nobody has oh, It's hard to pick one. Uh, I do love the, the concept, though, of the... Uh, I'm going to perform the whole album. Then I'm going to. Then it's going to be halftime, and we're going to do another show. Uh, I saw the Brian Adams Reckless tour like that, where he did the entire Reckless Adams uh, album. Sorry, and then played for like another hour of hits after that. So uh, I love the concept. I wish more bands would do it where they play an entire album with all the deep cuts, and then give. Oh, by the way, here's our greatest hits. It's a, it's a great way of doing things. Yeah definitely really cool um i like the song witchy woman <laughs> that's okay. the first one that came to mind i really like that one and of course um one of these nights is a great one too but they have so many so many good songs i like the eagles well and because jill walsh is in the band you get a lot of jill walsh greatest hits in there too that weren't part of the eagles right they they, they do a lot of i i know they've done life's been good yeah uh, several times in the past and actually, one of one of my favorite uh, 
songs from an Eagles album is a Joe Walsh song, Pretty Maids All in a Row, hmm. which is off the Hotel California album. So, oh, well, we'll just, we'll, we'll just have to, we'll just have to uh, uh, console ourselves with, uh, with, with, with the listing, with listening to the records, because I don't think any of us can afford going to the show. Anyway, well, on that note, we will thank you all for spending some time with us. We hope this has been uh, uh, useful and slightly entertaining. And until next time, we bid you a pleasant good day and stay well. Be good. <laughs>